We won't go as far as saying Luis Severino has completely turned it around, but he's definitely made some changes. And if this keeps going, it may save his big league career. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and this episode of Locked On Yankees is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Check out Sleeper today. It's currently operational in over 30 states. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve? What's going on? Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks so much for clicking on this one here. Got a whole bunch of information coming your way. It's going to be the second go around of Michael King starter saga. <laughs> what to expect from him? What's going to be the key to success for him here tonight in game two against the Tigers? Giancarlo Stanton opened up to the New York Post over the weekend about his struggles this season. We need to dissect those and talk about what he's doing to try and rectify those issues. But first, Stacey, Luis Severino, uh, a welcome sight to see seven innings, five hits of shutout baseball without a walk and eight strikeouts. And I want to get ahead of the comments, Stacey. I don't care if it's the, if it's the Detroit Tigers. Right. I don't care. It's a Major League Baseball team. I've been saying that all year long. Because remember when he got lit up by the White Sox earlier this yeah. season? Yeah. He didn't get lit up at all by the Tigers, who've been playing way better than the White Sox have. So massive, massive hand for Luis Severino. The last two starts have been stellarly different. I was so happy for him. I really was. Um, he really looked more like vintage Severino. I mean, the going seven, the striking out eights, the no walks, just incredible. And he was fired up, which is also vintage Luis Severino. And you could just tell he feels more comfortable pitching these past couple of starts you know because he did he just didn't look right most of the year and something clicked there and uh it was really really good to see it warmed my dead heart <laughs> my blackened <laughs> that, heart <laughs> the 2023 yankees will do that to you mm -hmm. we've been talking about luis severino's mechanics over the last couple of weeks and things that we've been watching out for and locked on every dares who've been watching uh especially here on the youtube side but definitely listening as well have been looking out for a couple of things. And I think what we saw on Monday night against Detroit from Seve was kind of like all these things starting to come together. I've been I've been pinpointing about three things this season with Luis Severino mechanically, right? It's been the finish, the head movement, hmm. and the arm slot. Now the finish, I'm still waiting for it to get to the point where it was in 2022. But his head for the second straight game was perfect we saw it again the lack of movement from his head just the ease of his shoulders the like perfect square to the to the uh, plate is, is is continuing and it's great that's everything you want to see and the one thing i really saw last night stacy was that arm slot was back to where it felt mo most natural for Sevi. When Sevi's going great, it's that arm slot that creates that deception with that perfect non-head movement, that perfectly popsicle straight head that he throws with. That's what he had going so well last night. We saw it work again. And and that's, 
you know, when he's talking about earlier this season, oh, I'm the worst pitcher in baseball and I can't figure out what it is. It, it's these little minor adjustments that I'm starting to notice uh, with Sevy that is, com- is, is completely turning a season around. Yeah, it's amazing. We spoke about this uh, a few, I wouldn't say a few months ago, but when we were talking about Severino, talking about the hitters, it's amazing how just a little tweak can make such a difference with a batter, with a pitcher, with even like people's defense. It's just, it's crazy how the game of baseball works in that way, that it could be something so simple that can turn a pitcher from giving up nine runs in two innings to shutting out a team for seven. (laughs) Yeah, no, massive. And there was uh, one moment, Stacey, you mentioned uh, you, you saw some fire out of him. That bottom of the sixth was something that Seve for 90% of the season was not doing. Right. right. He was not getting out of those jams when uh, IKF misread that ball in center field. That would have completely ended the night for Sevy earlier, just a couple weeks ago. Right. Oh, yeah. Gets that ground ball. Volpe gets the play at the plate to get McKinstry. Nice pick by Higgy. And then he strikes out Torkelson, that high 99 mile an hour fastball. And that just utter scream. We haven't seen that from Sevy at all this year. That scream, that patented scream. Nowhere to be found all season. So that's just massive, Stacey. And there was something else I really noticed, and it's starting to do a little bit with his repertoire and his pitch usage lately. I just picked a random game. Random game from earlier in the season. June 2nd against the Dodgers. He threw 42% four-seamers that night and 67% fastball cutters right there. So his hard stuff. He threw Mm -hmm. 67% of the time. Last night, that number up 73% on the uh, fastball cutter. 55% four-seamer, so a 13% difference on the higher end going up on the four-seamer. So he's throwing his fastball a lot more, and you mentioned how he looks like he feels a lot better. That tells you everything because that fastball was getting hit around, remember? And now he's throwing that fastball 99 up in the zone on a 2-2 count battle with Torkelson, who's one of the better hitters in the lineup, has been one of the hotter hitters in the American League recently. For him to go to that pitch in that spot tells you everything, and for him to react that way, he's I think he might be back. I hope so. I mean, for him, for his sake, I hope so. Um, because, you know, I say it all the time. When he's on, he's one of the better pitchers in the league, you know? And that's what I saw from him tonight. I was really just so excited about it. Because you were talking about the scream. I like to call it the Severino roar because he looks like he's roaring when they take pictures of him on the mound. And that, I just was so happy to see that back. Um you know, I mean, the season is basically a lost cause, but if we could see some of these guys get back to their form, at least for the last like month of the season, it gives us something to look forward to and something to cheer about. Well, I mean, when we talk about Seve, we've been talking about it all year, how important it is for him to pitch well right now, because if he keeps going on the path that he was just three starts ago, right? I mean, you're looking at potentially a one year minor league deal with an invite, like not even a major league deal at this point, if he keeps going down this path, he might get a ma- one year major league deal, right? Yeah. That's, that's completely different. You know, you're not just getting a spring training invite. You're 26, man. That's, that's such a difference for Seve. Um, You know, and you compare again, the pitch usage from his last couple of outings. And we mentioned that bad outing against the white Sox. only seven of those 48 pitches were fastballs. Wow. Wow. So 15% that day and just overall results, Stacey, last three starts. This is against three well-performing offenses at the time. Braves, Nationals, Tigers, 17 and two-thirds, 11 hits, three earned, four walks, and 15 strikeouts. 
what else do you want? Right. <laughs> so maybe he might be saving his career at this point, like this, yeah. like legitimately, because if he kept going the way he was going and then gets that spring training invite minor league deal and doesn't perform, who's going to give him another chance after that? Yeah. So this is huge. He needs to keep, he, he just has to keep going. It's not done, but it's a complete difference. Complete difference. Yeah. Um, Stacy, I hate to say I told you so, but Reese Olsen last night against the Tiger, against the Yankees, 10 strikeouts. Remember I'd mentioned, watch out for the strikeouts. Oh yeah. No, I basically was, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Oh God, I'm like, here we go with the Yankees, the way they like to help guys out with this guy's never pitched seven shutout innings. Oh, there he goes. This guy's never pitched. You know, he's never thrown 10 strikeouts in a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 10 strikeouts. He had the swing and miss stuff. He was painting well. Uh, only goes four and a third, however, three hits and an earned run. Yankees offense turned it on against the uh, the back end, though, so that was nice to see Judge and Glaber going back-to-back. -back. Oswaldo with an RBI knock, Glaber with an RBI double. I mean, the way Glaber's swinging it, the way Glaber's playing defensively, so we saw last night, too. Like, I mean, two two paths we could go here. Man, he could have been a great trade piece. But, or, or maybe they should sign him for something <laughs> exactly exactly yeah and we had a uh what was it a fan mail friday about that right mm -hmm. yeah i'm leaning toward the signing him thing because he's been solid and uh one of the better players for them and again not like a six or seven year deal but something in the three or four range maybe because he's still young you know people forget how young glaber torres still is he's like about to really enter his prime and i feel like he could get even better so yeah off the top of your head, top 10 second baseman? Hmm. Top 15? Maybe top 15 and maybe like 14, 15. <laughs> like, he's legit. I would definitely say top 20. I would definitely say top 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not even. Yeah. yeah. Especially regular starting second baseman. Yeah, for sure. Not yeah. like utility guy or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I think he could maybe sneak in at like 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> solid he's had a good year i love people yeah like to i mean he's had some I don't get it. yeah he's had some brain cramps defensively and that's Who just right <laughs> you know but offensively he's been one of the more solid guys this entire season so yeah i he could have been a good trade piece but now that he hasn't been and he wasn't i think they should extend him or you know sign him for a few years yeah We'll see. We'll see. Let mm -hmm. us know how you're feeling about that. Of course, the defense showed up last night. Mentioned that Higgy and Volpe play. Glaber that was with a nice fantastic. Backhand. Yeah. Yeah. There was a hard hit ball to Oswaldo. Like there was a, there was some nice stuff last night. That's for sure. It was a, it was an all around win. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but let us know how you're feeling about last night's win. How you're feeling about Luis Severino. Do you think he's done enough to start going in the right direction? Are you waiting to see more or are you cautiously optimistic like Stacy and I? <laughs> uh, while you're in the comment section here on YouTube, of course, you can leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday. Reply to that pinned comment here on YouTube. You can skip that line by joining our subtext. Tons of great stuff over there. You can also uh, check out a 14-day free trial in the episode description. Just click on there, and you'll find the link for that. All right. Giancarlo Stanton talking about his struggles this season. We need to talk about that next.
Want the chance to win more money with fewer picks? Head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. I'm Stayspace826, and I've had a couple of you connect with me already, so if you haven't yet, do it. With Sleeper, predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download Sleeper in your app store and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply, and you can see Sleeper's terms of use for details. It's currently operational in over 30 states, so check out Sleeper today. Back here on Locked On Yankees, Yankees Tigers game two tonight of four. You can listen to it on Sirius XM. Download the Sirius XM app today and hang out with John and Susan for a couple of hours. And uh, for the everydayers out there, coming up on tomorrow's show, this is going to kind of link into what we're talking about today. DJ LeMahieu has kind of turned it around here in the second half, especially considering how rough his first half was. We need to talk about that and what he credits has been the turnaround so far. So make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that conversation tomorrow. But first, Ace, uh, Giancarlo Stanton really opened up about his struggles this year. I'm going to leave a link to this in the episode description. It's a New York Post article in which he talked with them on how he's done this season. I'm going to go ahead and read some quotes here for you. Quote, how I perform this year has already run its course. There's no coming back from that this season. Now it's about what I do every night from here on out. And do, did I do something to contribute to a win? If I didn't, there's no, I hit the ball hard this many times, throw that blank out the way. It's too late for that. That's fine the first couple of months. Now I don't want to hear it. Then they went on to say, asked what uh, they asked him what changes he can make heading into next season. He didn't specify, specify, but he said this changes. There have been plenty of bleeping changes. It's more about take the good and throw everything else as bleeping deep, uh, throw everything else as bleeping deep in the ocean as possible and move forward. Stacy, some scathing comments. I mean, Stanton not holding back at all. Yeah, he's pissed at himself. And that's good, though, right? Because you want you don't want this, you don't want them to be not complacent, but you don't want them to be like, you know, I don't know what's going on and being all wishy washy. Like, I'm glad that he's pissed that he's not performing well this year and that he realizes it's a problem. And the thing that confuses me about watching Stanton, it's not like his bat speed is so slow, because when he's swinging, he's still swinging hard and fast. I know he gets fooled on a lot of you know, questionable pitches and stuff. And I know I joked about him possibly getting glasses <laughs> a couple of months ago, I think that was. But, um, you know, I feel like with him, it could be the same kind of thing with Severino, that there's just one small change that he needs to make because we've seen bursts of it lately because he's had a few games where he's had some, you know, uh, doubles and RBI singles and every once in a while a home run. And it feels like he's so close to figuring it out. And I can't imagine how frustrating that is for him. Yeah. He went, what was that? Four for five night. That felt like vintage uh, Giancarlo Stanton ended up going one for five in last night's opener in Detroit. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, Stacey, maybe this isn't the most popular opinion in the world. 
Giancarlo Stanton's swing has always been, and I'm using this term very, very loosely, quote, ugly to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the smoothest, prettiest thing in the world. It's a right. herky-jerky, my arms are the size of a human being type swing. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just the it's nature true. of it. it. It's just yeah. how he is. Mm -hmm. um, so I've never loved his swing. Uh, from a like, like when I compare it to a guy like Oswald Peraza, a guy who I've to the moon and back spoke about how much I love his swing, uh, just how smooth it is and how quick it is and just the finish and everything about it from the ground up I love. Um, that's not the case for me with Giancarlo Stan. So I, I feel like it's always been just like a brute force thing for him. So yeah. when you're talking about how like, oh, he, he you know, chases a lot or he, he gets fooled on pitches. I think those things are are magnified because of his style of swing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens to a lot of guys, you know, when guys are off and they're missing pitches like that, like sometimes even Glaber, like he'll fall to the side when he's missing pitches like that. And he just looks really bad. And then when he's on, he looks a hundred times better. And it feels the same way with um, Stanton and that massive swing of Lumber his. Jackie. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like Paul Bunyan basically swinging yeah. a bat. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of like the smoothest swingers, like, you, you think Griffey. of how Trout, uh, Griffey, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, more contemporary, but yes, Griffey, like, he's sorry, showing, I'm showing my age here. I'm like, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, think of like the big guys like Trout, right? Like when Trout swings and misses, um, it's uh, the swing doesn't change, right? right? The swing doesn't change at all. You think Nolan Arenado, his swing's not changing. He's not a guy that's falling down to a knee and he's doing all this falling, you know, leaning out. And he's like, he's usually pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, and, and Stanton just isn't that. And and we're, I'm going to read another quote here that that he talked about Sean Casey here in this regard. Quote: He's been great. He has an awesome outlook on hitting and approach. He understands it's a year long year and the ups and downs of it. He understands that no matter how you perform, you have to stay the course. Now, what I think is interesting here, Stacy, is Sean Casey obviously hasn't been there very long. But for for someone like Stanton to be singing his praises, we weren't getting that with Dylan Lawson. Let's be real that that no, no one was saying like, wow, Dylan Lawson's really helped me. And I, look, I don't think that's a direct correlation or anything like that. But for for Giancarlo Stanton to actually go out and say something about Sean Casey here and, you know, Casey having to work with that type of swing, like every guy's got a different swing and all that. Like, it's not an it's not an easy you know, find this and go, oh, well, you're chasing this. So now you're good. Like, don't chase that. Like there's, there's <laughs> a lot more that goes into it. So I'm, I'm, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a little bit on if Sean Casey returns next season, but you know, a, a glowing review like that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, there've been some things said this week about Boone and his future. And it feels like he might not go away for 2024. And if that's the case, yeah. Casey's definitely sticking around, um, which wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, maybe a full year of Sean Casey is the uh, hit. I almost said batting coach hitting coach could be a good thing. Um, you know, when he has more experience with the guys and, and really gets to know their personalities and stuff, because there's so many different personalities. Like you have to give these guys credit. Um, I know I'm down on Boone a lot, but, you know, it can't be that easy managing all those different personalities, especially like from kids to superstars to, you know, just the middle guys that aren't, you know, either one of those, but are just there. And, and you know, uh, I know I give him a lot of grief, but it's not that easy being a coach on any level for any professional sport because you have to manage so many different personalities. And it's the same thing for the hitting coach. 
Yeah. At your job that you're clearly not paying attention to right now as you listen to or watch this, <laughs> do you have a good manager? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so give the guy a break. Uh, and, and still on that note of Casey, Stacey, uh, DJ Lee Mayhew also had some things to say about him. Quote, I think Sean Casey has been a huge help for me. I relate to him really well. He is great, positive energy. And, and we knew that he was kind of semi an energy guy heading into this thing, yeah. a change yeah. the mojo type thing. So I don't know. These are all interesting for me uh, and things I'm just keeping you know my eye on like oh, okay well hey again no one was going wow Dylan Lawson's completely changed my career like mm -hmm. no no one was saying that and uh it's it's a good change of pace to see guys like yeah actually I like working with him yeah <laughs> so we're, we're gonna talk about DJ more tomorrow kind of in the same vein there was another article about it so we're gonna read that up and give you some more quotes on what DJ had to say about Sean Casey but these are just things that, you know, when you're in a lost season that you're kind of look through the nooks and crannies because you're already earmarking and keeping your eyes on 2024. So we're going to talk about that more tomorrow. So make sure to subscribe for that. Let us know how you're feeling about Giancarlo Stanton. Do you think that his uh, comments were warranted or do you think he's being too hard on himself? Let us know down in the YouTube comments. We're going to step aside and we come back. A preview of tonight's pitching matchup game two in Detroit. Back here on Locked On Yankees, our final segment here on this Tuesday edition of the show. Sirius XM is the place to listen tonight's game. 640 first pitch from Detroit. Stace Michael King, second go-around against Tariq Skubal. King threw 50 pitches his last time out against the Nats. I got to imagine that pitch count rises today, right? Yes, let's just hope he does it in more than two and two-thirds innings. Yeah, I love <laughs> it'd be great if, Yeah, it'd be great if uh, he could stretch it out to... I would assume 60, 65. I don't think they would go much higher than that, right? So if he could stretch that out and make it four, four and two thirds, something like that, like almost yeah. into uh, five innings, full innings, that would be massive for him. Yeah, they usually will raise it by 10 to 15 pitches. Uh, that's what I've noticed from the Yankees. It's, it was, as they build guys up, that's usually what they do. Yeah. King is a full-fledged starter where you're just letting him run up to 90. I don't think is going to happen this year. Do you? No, no, I don't think that's happening till they'll, they'll work him in spring training. Right. And <laughs> get him used to it. I mean, you might not even see it at the beginning of next season. You might see it like may <laughs> by then. Well, yeah, maybe they could build I think him it up. also definitely, I think this is partially they're trying this out going into this off season like thinking, okay, Strowman's a no-go, don't have mm -hmm. a ton of faith in Giolito. Uh, you know, we're, they're going to make a run at Blake Snell, I imagine. But like, you know, not knowing the full landscape of what your pitching staff is next season, you know you're not going to have Severino. You know you're not going to have Herman. Uh, you don't know what you're, th you know, thinking Brito Vasquez. Uh, it, Frankie know, Montas, remember him? <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Uh, so, yeah, like th I think there's a lot there going on where you're just like you're you're seeing what your options are. So but I, I still don't think they go go that I, I think the max you'll probably see is like 75, 80. And that's yeah. really pushing it, I think. I think so, too. There's just not that much time to build them up that fast. Right. And you don't want to risk him getting hurt either. Yeah. For him, that sinker is so massive. It's so it's so huge for him. Uh, last time out against the Nationals, he generated 19 swings and misses of his 31 strikes. That's huge. That That's a yeah. massive quantity. 
just for for good mark, last night Sevi fifteen, uh, and he he threw into the seventh or he threw seven. So for him to do that in two and two thirds, get nineteen swings and misses is absolutely insane. The, yeah. the big thing with Michael King and and uh, we've seen it all year. Uh, you're deep in the show at this point, so you know I'm a pitching nerd. Here here's something maybe you do know, maybe you don't know. It's called tunneling, pitch tunneling, and it's all about your uh, release point. And that mm -hmm. is something that Michael King does like, it is, oh my God, like it is just the most beautiful thing. If you just go look at his release points, you can look on Baseball Savant at all his release points. It is like heaven, it is like heaven. So he lets, essentially, you're letting go of the ball at the same point of release in your same arm slot. And that's what Michael King does so, so well. And that's what makes him get all these swings and misses. So, like, keep your eye out for that. He doesn't typically sway from that. But uh, uh, I love watching it. I love – again, as a pitching nerd, it's, like, my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tariq Skubal tonight, Stace, he had some elbow issues earlier in the year, held them out until the 4th of July. He's kind of on uh, the Olsen train here. Again, his strikeouts are starting to rise. Last two outings, 14Ks combined, 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, pitched well against the Cubs, six innings to give up four earned, six hits, a walk in those seven Ks. He's looked pretty good here in August to save uh, one outing. And if you just look back to July 24th, five shutout frames with nine strikeouts against San Francisco, like Tariq Skubal, I think is is a rising star. And I think Detroit is starting to finally see these these higher draft picks come around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... You know, I know it's Miggy's last year. They're doing the whole Miggy's last dance thing. But some of these young kids who are coming up and who are pitching for them and playing for them, um, you know, they've had some games where you see what the future could hold for them. And it's kind of exciting seeing that because no offense to the AL Central, but it's not that exciting. So I would like for <laughs> the Tigers to get good again just to see that happen. It'd be nice. Hey, Royce Lewis hit back-to-back -back grand slams, man. He, I know. <laughs> Sunday and, and Monday. So what, I do you, know. what do you want from the AL Central? Stays come I know. on. Well, I mean, no offense to the AL Central, but it, it's always kind of meh. Um, you know, I would joke about it all the time. Like that 20-year that period where the Twins kept playing the Yankees and yeah. the Twins were always finishing well in the AL Central, but it was because they were playing against such crappy teams in the AL Central. And when they got to the playoffs, they were like, oh, yeah, we're facing real teams here. I'm like, oh, no, we can't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It is it is odd to see that. And <laughs> a lot of those numbers back that up, man. It is, it is strange. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I, I, we'd have to obviously look at the numbers, but we've talked about the Central – and just the changes of the scheduling. I'm curious to see what what those numbers play out to be for, yeah. for teams in the central. Yeah. Um, and both centrals, because the NL yes, central yeah, the is NL kind central of the same. as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, we were talking about that beginning of the year with the Cubs, right? Just like the Cubs totally have a chance because of how weak that division is. Uh, you're just because you're not playing as much against that same division, you still are playing them more against those divisional teams. So. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you come here. That's a preview of the Detroit game, right? Is is us talking about the NL Central? Ah, uh, that's that's what happens it's, when hey, you're. It's baseball. It's not like we're talking about movies yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would ever do that on this show? Uh, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Again, don't forget to subscribe because tomorrow we're gonna talk about DJ LeMayhew and his potential turnaround and how things have changed for him thanks to Sean Casey. That's coming up on tomorrow's show, so don't miss it. And that's gonna do it for today. I'm Steve Granado, and I'm Stacy Gatsoulias. We will see you tomorrow.